Hello, and welcome to this third episode of the Bear Bar Tales in podcast form. It is I, your intrepid host, the one and only Bear Bard. With this third episode, we're starting to get to the stories where the audio is a bit more consistent, but not to where it is now. Over on the YouTube channel, we actually just hit 100 subscribers as of the making of this podcast. So I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for giving me a listen. It means a lot to me to know that there are people out there who enjoy my content. If you enjoy this content, go ahead and give this podcast a sub. If you're listening from somewhere that you can rate it, I would appreciate you taking the time to let me know what you think. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get to the stories. Our first story today... Party kidnaps villain character a sex slave and abuses her for the rest of the campaign. Yes, I already hate myself. I posted a horror story a few days ago and it went well, so here's one from my very first D&D game ever. It is important to note that I was 15 at the time. I had really been wanting to get into D&D, and one of my friends was a DM for a long time running campaign, so I asked him if he wanted to run a campaign with me. He and I were friends from anime conventions, and had a few mutual friends from there that he invited. Most of them were in their 30s or late 20s, which I know already sounds bad since I was so young, and to be honest I wasn't super comfortable with them most of the time, but I said yes anyway since I wanted to get into the game. Flash forward to our first game. I made a Dragonborn Warlock, who was part of what used to be a massive cult to Tiamat. I didn't realize she was the evil dragon, and was trying to restore it to its full original power. First session honestly went great. We had decent chemistry, and we worked well together to solve the puzzles and fight enemies. First session was also when we encountered who I'll call Sheila, the main character of the first arc of the campaign. She was the worshipper of an evil god, and was, similar to my character, trying to make her cult more powerful. She was a sort of sexy enchantress who lured people in with her charisma and charm. A few sessions in, we encounter her and have a really tough boss battle against her, essentially closing off the arc and finding information about other leaders of the cult in her hideout. What I didn't expect when we beat her, however, was that two of the other players in the group would almost immediately say about her now unconscious body, I rape her. Not even trying to hide it behind a veil of misleading words or anything. They straight up admit to what they're doing and say, She almost killed us. She deserves it. Yo, OP, get it on this. She stabbed you in the leg. Show her what's up. Being 15, I caved to the peer pressure and very reluctantly said, Okay. They proceeded to describe what they did to her body in pretty gruesome detail, while I just stayed quiet for a few minutes. I honestly didn't realize how fucked up it was at the time. I was just kinda shocked. From this session onwards, they had her tied up with us and basically did whatever they wanted to her, and sexually and physically abused her whenever they wanted. And for some fucked up reason, the DM was fine with this, and even had her fall in love with one of the players who suggested the whole thing. The players would constantly describe themselves... Touching her privates while the DM roleplayed her as saying no but actually liking it. Followed by scenes of them hitting her because she tried to escape or disobeyed their orders. The worst part was probably that they would pressure me into participating. It was a f***ed up way for them to enact the fantasies they have about how they really want to treat women in their lives. I left after five more sessions of this and I haven't spoken to them since. Our second story is titled, You Can't Have Ohana Means Family Your Way Out of This One. With that title, it just makes me think of Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Ohana. Ohana mean family. Family mean 
no particulars left behind or forgotten. But enough of that, let's get to the story. I fully acknowledge that this is a petty complaint in comparison to some of the other stories on here. But hey, I need to vent, and maybe you need a break from the revolving bag of douchebags. I love that image, just a bag of douchebags. Like, is it like a plastic bag with just a bunch of hair gel sticking out of it? You know, puka shell necklaces, and, and never mind. My friend is a big fan of the found family trope. Actually, perhaps it would be better to say that she is a big enforcer of the found family trope. We've been playing a few different campaigns and one-shots and such together. And without fail, like it's on a timer, her character will be fondly referring to the party as the family she never had, a session or two into the game. Not the most annoying thing you say, well, maybe not the first time, but it just keeps happening. No matter the circumstances, her character, the other party characters... Let me give you an example. Long form campaign. Most of the party is together to face a common foe, and there's some strong interpersonal clashes when we're not on the job. They've known each other in-game for about a month. It's interesting roleplay. I'm playing a zealot who denounces anyone not with her as naive or evil. Another party member finds me insufferable and hypocritical. Really interesting interactions between the two. They value each other as fighters, but they really dislike each other as people. My zealot is eventually put in a position where she has to reveal a critical backstory element to warn about an upcoming danger. Basically, why she's a zealot. The mood is tense and serious. Even her rival is being uncharacteristically silent and respectful of how hard this must be to talk about. And then the friend's character tearfully speaks up about how it's so sad that she lost her family. But it's okay because we're all family now and we'll make sure you heal so you stop being so full of hate. And this kind of goes over like a lead balloon because, I mean, we've known each other a month and a tragic backstory is not an excuse to Zealot's bad behavior. Meaning, the two characters, especially the rival, do not suddenly think of us all as family and this feels really weird and stilted. This isn't her character being naive. This is her thinking that this was the best possible thing anyone could say in the moment. When Zealot was dismissive and derisive of this in character, the player got visibly deflated and confused she hadn't just magically fixed the party. Another time, the character died, like maybe five sessions in. In character, they'd known each other for less than a week. She describes her character weeping and wailing because she basically lost a sister, which was just awkward and distracting at best, you know? It kind of cheapened the whole moment with this really trite, insincere declaration of affection. For a weird witch, she'd had some snarky conversation with. What really set me off on this rant, though, was our most recent campaign, and we had that classic Albear baby scenario come up. My character isn't into killing innocents. Another party member argues that it's a threat to the nearby town. The confrontation escalates with my character grabbing the cub and booking it, prompting a chase scene. One player takes my side, but friend takes the side of the hunter. She's playing a fighter and catches up to me. It's worth noting that at this point we have all gone for non-lethal attacks only, since the party has been friendly before this. Her character, a barbarian, does not do this, opting for a full lethal swing given an attack of opportunity. I confirm with her that she is attempting to harm. She says yes. Okay, fair enough. The situation ended up with my character getting away and handing over the cub to a druid, something the party begrudgingly accepted. Next session, we reunite the party in town and get to talking about how it went down and dealing with the consequences of that. And, you guessed it, friend's character is so upset at my ranger for turning against them. Don't I know the most important thing is family? To which my ranger flatly points out, hey, he never sought to harm anyone, just protect an innocent. 
He doesn't want to hear about family from the person who tried to jam a sword in his throat. The player then broke character and insisted out of character. That never happened because your character couldn't possibly want to harm her friends, except she did. And we all remember it. And I explicitly confirmed it because of the efforts everyone was taking to be non-lethal. She wants to retcon it because we misunderstood her. An action that would make my ranger's approach back to the party look paranoid and petty. I insist on playing it out and say Ranger will tolerate her, but not trust her until she earns it. DM rules this is fair. Player accepts it, but is clearly unhappy about it. After one session of her character sucking up to mine and getting nowhere, he's not receptive to pretty words, unfortunately for her. The DM approaches me and says the player isn't having fun because the group disharmony, and could I please hurry along the forgiveness? I do not want to, because that's the problem with her. We all love each other playing these serious moments. It's cheap and insincere to throw it out there when it hasn't been earned or when it isn't appropriate, or to guilt me to try and wiggle out of consequences for your actions just sucks, you know? You want to be a bloodthirsty barbarian? Great. But if you try to kill my character, they get to be miffed about that. I really enjoy emotional roleplay. Heck, I actually adore found family and media, but I also swear to god if my ranger dies, my next character is going to be a construct who thinks family's weakness for biological lifeforms. Ohana means family to you, puny fleshbag. Edit, I'm actually going to talk to the player about this and resolve it out of character before this frustration causes any more problems, but boy did I need to vent this before it happened. Next story up is... Bullied out of D&D. About six months ago, I started playing a 5e game with people that I genuinely thought were my friends. It was a seven-person group, six players plus our DM. But for the sake of this story, only me, the party cleric, the DM, the warlock, the wizard, and the bard are relevant. I had met all these people in a Westmarch-style game over a year ago, with the exception of the bard. They had been in my own weekly game before I would met the rest of them. We were playing over Discord slash Roll20. During the character creation, the warlock and I had come up with a backstory that our characters had been friends before the events of the campaign and that we had been for a while. Things rapidly started to go downhill for me when we actually started playing. Basically, the first thing we learned about our party's wizard was, oh, I just hate clerics, and said wizard was immediately a smug dick towards my cleric for no other reason than they were a cleric. This was not something they had brought up in our session zero, but I figured, whatever, I guess they'll be hostile to me in the beginning, but we'll work it out eventually. Now this player had played several characters in other games I was a part of, all of which I enjoyed. But no matter what happened, this character just treated mine with this unpleasant, thinly veiled contempt. Now, knowing full well about all this, our warlock started this relationship with the wizard where it was obvious that the warlock had feelings for the wizard, but the wizard was just using them for sex. Now, it would be one thing if it were just a weird, toxic relationship that they wanted to RP, but it took over the entirety of their role-playing to the point where they'd get annoyed if I or the other members of our party tried to interact with their characters, even me, the warlock's friend. The next happening was finding out that our warlock was cursed and had very good chance of dying if it was left unchecked as the warlock would eventually become too strong for their body to handle. Now, here's where our DM comes into play. Being a resident holy person and friend to the warlock, I asked to do research on the curse during our downtime between missions. I spent weeks in-game doing this and when it came to make a roll for it, I rolled a nat 20. Woohoo, go me! So our DM gave me a potion recipe that we knew for sure would be safe and would actually give them a damage immunity on top of stopping them from dying. But while this was happening, our DM had two other members of the party have alternate ways of dealing with this curse, without having to do research or put any effort in to know it. They just 
just inherently got to know something for some reason. Despite me having to spend my downtime, I could have been using to do other things to get the same thing. Now, these different methods were definitely riskier, and there were a lot of unknowns, so when they asked me what they thought we should do, I suggested that we go with the method I had found. I didn't know it at the time, but the warlock had apparently took this as me hijacking their personal storyline, a stance that I still don't understand. Now, this is where the bard comes into the story. The bard started pulling people, and by people I mean just the wizard and the warlock, into an alternate voice chat to RP with them during the sessions. Now, doing this occasionally would have been fine, but these three got to the point where they were doing it several times in a session, and since our DM would go into that alternate voice chat with them, the rest of us were basically just waiting till they came back to do anything. On top of that, they would absolutely refuse to do anything worthwhile with their characters or the story unless they were in a voice chat that half the party wasn't in, eventually leading me to wonder what was even going on with the story because I was so far out of the loop. Now all of this was frustrating and making me feel uncomfortable, but I figured these people were my friends, and if I just talked to them, we could get things worked out. I'll spare you the details, but after I tried to talk it out with them, I was basically told, nothing is going to change, get over it. From there, these three players would go out of their way to make sure I was excluded from as much of the events of the story as they could. I would continue expressing my discomfort, but they would just keep doubling down whenever I said anything and mock me for saying anything about it. After a while, my diplomatic expression of how I felt just turned into snarky comments because I didn't know what to do anymore. It all came to a head when in the space of two sessions, we saved our warlock from the curse, but during a climactic boss fight, our wizard had the boss under a hold spell while myself and two other characters that haven't been talked about were in melee range of said boss. Now, one of the boss's minions was right in the wizard's face, but had failed to do a single point of damage to said wizard. So with the boss up next in initiative, after them, our wizard decided that he needed to drop concentration on the hold spell to use invisibility to get away from the creature that hadn't touched him. The boss then proceeded to use his super move and hit me and two other party members over half our health. Luckily, none of us died, but I was extremely upset with our wizard for doing something so selfish, and when confronted with what they did, all they could say was, yep, I did that. So I let my frustrations out on them, calling them out for being a consistently self-centered asshole of a character because that had been their entire character up to that point, and I had had it. As I spoke to people about it, I was shocked to hear them defend the wizard's actions. Of course, it was the warlock, the bard, and the DM that defended them. The wizard had eventually messaged me, saying that they had intentionally done it for the express purpose to get my character hurt, if not killed, and unbelievably, they had still continued to defend the wizard after we had learned about this. Apparently, they had done it because they were annoyed about me expressing my frustrations with their character, even though they had said nothing about it prior. It was zero to nuclear, I'm going to try to get your character killed option. Then, the very next session, the bard went behind our backs and promised to give an item to an NPC that was part of an organization that had sent an agent of theirs to a temple dedicated to my cleric's goddess, who had desecrated it. The item was taken off the body of that agent and was in our bag of holding, which I always had on me because I kept track of its contents out of character. Then, when I said I didn't want to give it to this NPC, the bard storms off and tells the NPC that they should just steal it from my cleric. When I called them out on how that's not acceptable behavior, they tried to claim that it was their responsibility to give back the item because they got the final hit on the agent that, I'm guessing it's supposed to be desecrated here, but it says dedicated, so I'm going to go with desecrated. They got the final hit on the agent that desecrated the temple. Then I told them that this reasoning is ridiculous because we all fought the dude and they just got pissed off at me. The very next day, 
our DM messages me that I was making people uncomfortable, and that if I didn't change, that I would be kicked from the game. I was confused, but I wanted to make things work, so I offered to do things differently and even retire my character to play another one that could fit in with the group better. But when I asked the DM to promise me that if I did this for them, they would at least try to be less exclusionary to how they played the game, they freaked out and kicked me from the game anyway. As frustrated and angry as I was at this, I just decided to move on and learn from the experience. You think this is where it ends, right? Nope. Remember that Westmarch-style server I met the majority of these players on? Well, we were still a part of it, and three of us, including myself, were DMs over there. So for the next two months, I tried to do my own thing on the West March because I didn't want to think about what happened in that weekly game. While I wanted to still be welcoming and not hold a grudge towards them, they apparently didn't feel the same. They started unfriending me and started talking to other people that were part of this West March game, wildly exaggerating and lying about things I did, and started being super passive aggressive to the point that I was in a session with our wizard player and they just started talking halfway through a sentence every time I spoke. I asked to have a meeting to try and figure out what I needed to do to make things better between all of us, and the DM said, yes, we'll do that. But just two days later, the DM, who was also the head DM of the West March games, go figure, contacted me saying I should not take part in a session he's running because the wizard player and the warlock player were also signed up for it, and they were going to be uncomfortable if I was there. After a short discussion, I just agreed because I didn't want to stir the pot. Later that day, I realized I have no access to the Roll20 for the rest march, and this DM tells me that instead of doing what they said and having a meeting with me, they had a discussion with the other leadership of the group and without my knowledge and convinced them to kick me. Then they wouldn't so much as answer my messages asking why they had done that. So there it is. That's my story. TLDR, my so-called friends made me really uncomfortable with how they played the game, refused to do anything that made me more comfortable, kicked me from the game, then lied and manipulated people into kicking me from an unrelated game too. This next story is called... Sometimes the trash takes itself out. That player's story number 584732. It was D&D 4E, but that doesn't matter too much. It was a game with a group of my friends who met playing Magic the Gathering. The most recent addition to the group was the That Guy. He was a self-described power gamer, and he insisted on playing a chaotic neutral wizard. No one thought anything of it. D&D is a co-op game after all, right? It was the last session, and we just defeated the BBEG in his lair, a wicked tower of ice. After looting the place, the wizard grabs all the stuff and starts attacking everyone. After a round of PvP, where he killed nobody, he attempted to escape. That guy, I teleport to the floor below. DM, okay, how far do you teleport? 12 feet down. Okay, great. You find yourself completely encased in ice as the floors are 30 feet thick. And that's how my first D&D campaign ended. Our next story is called, That Guy Jumped in Mid-Session. This was a one-shot that was being hosted on the DM's Discord server. When I joined the server and saw the voice channel, I saw one dude by the name of Dio. He was a big JoJo fan, hence the name. He left the voice channel before I could enter, so I thought he felt like the game wasn't for him and left the game on amiable terms. I hopped into the voice channel with the other participants and we got into the one-shot. It was pretty fun at first, then midway through the first session, Dio jumped back into the voice channel and badgered the DM into letting him join into the game. Everyone was taken aback by this, and as soon as he joined, the whole one-shot became a slog to get through. Dio would complain about rulings all the time, and consistently argue with the DM about it. 
even when it wasn't a big deal such as ammunition in a one-shot. He would make very inappropriate childish remarks like joking about condoms, tampons, and politics. And he would interrupt people's turns with a quip or remark. It was so bad that a person left the server several minutes after he joined. Not just the game, the guy left the entire server. I had my breaking point when in a puzzle that had a child NPC, Dio tried to murder the kid, believing that it was the proper solution. That's when I left. No hate on the DM though, but fuck Dio. Here's that next story. Decade of Shattered Dreams. I ended up leaving an online game and felt like I did the wrong thing, but now I know I didn't. The problem player in question, we'll call her Missy, was a stage hog and tried making the campaign all about her. She interrupted the DM while on other people's turns and forced the party to do her backstory quests. I talked to the DM about my issues and he agreed but refused to do anything stating to just stick it out and see how the group goes. While he just sat back enabling her behavior, I left and found a much better game. All we needed to do was just talk it out, but nothing came of it. Later on, I found out that the campaign fizzled out and the DM retired. Moral of the story, talk to your players, listen to what they have to say, especially if they have a genuine concern with the campaign or other players. Don't blow them off. Edit. The title for this campaign was called Decade of Embers. I called it Decade of Shattered Dreams because the DM's dreams were shattered and because I thought it was a fitting title. We didn't play for 10 years. I stayed for about 6 weeks and the campaign ended 4 months later. Here's that next story. PC Rapes the NPC I am the DM. The party captures a spy they know nothing about and can't make him talk. Bad DMing from my part. A player suggests out of character that player B <sighs> rapes him with his Goliath monster <laughs> I can't believe I just read that sentence. Player B proceeds to rape him to death. The players, in the end, enjoy the freedom of doing whatever they want and I'm glad but I'm still bothered by it two years later. What are your thoughts? Not relevant to the story, but this is my first post ever on Reddit. Kinda excited. Also, I'm sorry for my bad Inglando. I don't know, English, Inglando. Edit, you guys are cool. Reddit is nice. Here's the next story. The worst player I've ever played with. My roommate at the time joined our D&D group. It took ages to get them to finish making the damn character. During actual play, they were dead silent for the majority of the time looking at their laptop. Occasionally, they would burst into an ear-splitting screech at something funny they saw on Twitter. They would have to have their name said repeatedly, even in combat, to get a response. It was like playing with one less person. The campaign ended when I got fed up and beat their character to death for refusing to give me the artifact we needed to open the vault door. I had asked them over and over again to not do the screeching thing and the response I got was that it's triggering to their PTSD to be asked to be quieter. So I figured the easiest solution was to kill them off. It worked and we were all much happier. Our next story is titled, My Players Force Caged the Final Boss. This happened the other day. I was running a homebrew campaign and the players were level 16. I had this whole boss planned out that was foreshadowed for about 6 sessions that was supposed to gain power by hitting the players and stealing their X-Rest class features. 
I made sure to think of a lot of shit, and even gave it a 1 slash rest 9th level dispel magic on top of its legendary resistances and magic resistances. Then, something I didn't expect happened. They force caged the boss. I waited for it to get to the boss's turn and said it casts dispel magic. The player who cast Forced Cage told me to read the last sentence. Quote, this spell can't be dispelled by dispel magic. End quote. I looked through the spells and actions it had prepared. It had no teleport spells. Cue the sickening radiance. In the end, it was pretty funny. But still, I'd say it counts for this sub. Our next story is called, Player claims I'm making the RP campaign too RP heavy. I advertised an RP heavy campaign on Roll20 and I got started on Roll20. The game was a homebrew world similar to Faerun. It's a sandbox campaign, so if the players don't like a quest, you don't have to do it. The player who I'll call Drazd, his character was a blatant ripoff, he was mad that they went half the session without combat. He was in the discord trying to get the rest of the players to stage a strike unless I made more combat. The rest of the party either ignored him or made memes about weirdos wanting to play a TTRPG like Call of Duty. He then threatened to leave unless I promised to add more combat. I just kicked him and kept it pushing. Our last story today. Got shot in the back by a fellow player while fleeing a white dragon that was being healed by our druid. This should be fun. Yesterday, I had the most frustrating D&D experience of my life. I'm playing with a bunch of my coworkers in Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. We're level 4, and at the end of the previous session, the six of us had all been teleported next to a cave in the mountains. We had three sleds with sled dogs we had acquired earlier. More important later. Our daring adventurers walked into this creepy cave and quickly noticed that it was probably created by a white dragon of some kind. And our druid starts to get excited. She's the only person in this group who doesn't work with us. She's the fiancé of one of our co-workers. She says her PC loves animals and wants to try and tame the dragon. The rest of us tell her that she's probably not going to be able to because dragons are sentient creatures. She doesn't care, and although I don't say it, I just know that white dragons are nearly always chaotic evil. We get to a large opening that has a large pile of gold and items at the back. Clearly a boss room. I'm playing a warlock that relies heavily on stealth. So, I turn invisible and start heading towards the treasure to see if I find anything cool. But, before I can really get my hands on anything worth it, a young white dragon pops up and snaps at me, bringing me pretty low. The party is pretty freaked out, but we're ready to fight this thing. Except our druid. Combat starts, and this thing is relentless, starts attacking all of us. Our druid tries to convince the dragon to be our pet. He naturally refuses and threatens her life. I ended up going down and our druid casts healing spirit. On the dragon. Meanwhile, the rest of my party, except her fiancé, after seeing this gets pretty pissed. Another warlock who's playing a serious hothead starts attacking our druid for literally helping the enemy. Then, the druid's fiancé goes down. She and I get saved by a different player, and the party just decides to run for it because the dragon is destroying us, even though normally 6th level 4 adventurers should absolutely have no problem with this. I turn invisible again and flee with everyone else except the druid and her fiancé who stick around to try to once again convince this dragon to be our pet. He refuses, 
again, and only after bribing the dragon does he agree to let them live. This is important, because the two of them arrive outside the cave entrance after the rest of us. We all hopped on two of the sleds, leaving one for the two stragglers, and started booking it down the mountain, assuming the dragon was still coming after us. The druid's fiancé, also a warlock, decides that he thinks we stole the sleds and decided to shoot at us. He fires a warning shot, Eldridge Blast, which I decide my character would still think is just the dragon chasing us. I was low HP and figured I wouldn't be thinking straight, just trying to flee and staying alive. So, this time the warlock fires a bolt and kills me. No one is around to save me and the only two people in the party that can heal are the two people at the top of the mountain, one of which just killed me. I talked to our DM afterwards and he said the session was probably the most frustrating and not fun session he's ever run. He gave us a medium difficulty fight, which we end up infighting and I died for it. I'm still really ticked off about it. Only satisfying thing was hearing the DM say he was going to talk to the druid slash warlock about what they did, and if they try something like this again after that, he'd just kill their characters. Sorry, I know this is a bit of a rant, I'm just pissed. Luckily today, I got to DM for my group. Totally different group of people, and they're wonderful. And there we go. Another episode of the Bear Bar Tales in podcast form is in the books. I really hope you enjoyed listening in on these stories. If you like this and you're looking to connect elsewhere, you can do so through YouTube, the Discord, the subreddit, Twitter, and Facebook, all of which are under the name Bear Bar Tales. There, you can let me know what you thought of the stories we covered today. With that, I think I'm going to go ahead and call it a day. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Bear Bar Tales podcast. For now, this has been the Bear Bard, and I'll see you guys next time.